That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Um, yeah, my friend Courtney from grad school, she's here in town. Hi, Courtney. Oh, yeah. She doesn't listen to this, but hi, Courtney. We, uh, I, I knew she was coming into town, but I always mix March and May up the months. So I thought she was coming in two months and she showed up. Um, so I didn't request off work and I feel really bad about that. Um, but we walked down to the Chinese theater. First time I've seen it. I've lived here for two years. That's the first time you've seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've driven past it cause I yeah. live on Hollywood, but I, uh, I've never like actually just kind of walked down to it and like yeah. looked at it. So we looked at that and the Dolby theater, we saw a little hand and footprints, got some tiny little hands and tiny little feet. Most of those actors. And then on the way back, we walked past there. I didn't realize this, but um, there's like a hustler store on the other side of Hollywood on the, uh, the South side. And they had that for porn stars. So Jenna Jameson and all of them. Wait, do they have like, they have like impressions of like their hands and, and their feet. No, their hands oh. and their feet. Um, Can you just imagine just like sticking your dick into the cement? Just like how deep over and go? over over and over yeah. and you know this is terrible but one thing i realized you know anyone that's ever dabbled dabbled in porn is always like these dudes got huge dicks like if you compare it to the hands of the girls touching it i was looking at their hands they got tiny hands bro well, yeah <laughs> well do you really want a monster a woman's monster hand wrapping no around i'm saying your- like proportionally though for all the men out there that has ever felt insecure just right. know in those videos those girls got tiny tiny fucking hands like i i'm not even kidding i couldn't even believe how tiny their handprints were i was like it's not even real that's those what hands i'm saying are so dude tiny. do you think they're really gonna cast a porn star with gigantic hands to make this just dick fucking look- monster mitts <laughs> let me grab that dick just, just dwarfing like, that like, thing from like body it. to like tip and it's just like hey how's that going on man feeling good it's <laughs> just two finger in it yeah <laughs> I was on my way to work or like I, right before work, like I, I forgot to eat something before I left the house and I took oh, like some like vitamins, like a multivitamin mm-hmm. wrong decision. And so I threw up on the train platform. Oh, fuck. Like I was just like vomiting like at 6am in the morning. And I was like, you get that acid feeling in your stomach. I, I was on the bus and I was like, what's wrong with me? And I sat on the bus thinking, what is wrong with me? Why does my body feel weird? And I got that weird feeling like kind of like when you get the spins and you feel yeah. the, like that, not throw up in your throat, but like some, like my throat's getting ready to like open up and right. like let it all Make go. Make room for something. Right. And um, yeah, then I like was got to the train and I was standing there and I was like, oh, I took a vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> like it hit me like while I was like about, like a while is about to, to come up anyway. That was my. Sunday and ever since then I haven't felt the same I felt like off like my body's like feels weird I don't know I don't know hey, I'm sorry bro yeah so yeah so I'm tired and then I have that feeling yeah beer is not it doesn't sound good to me nope. right now I don't even want to drink 
but I will. Yeah. I'll do it for you, and I'll do it for all those who are listening. I'll, That's I'll the only reason it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I'd probably honestly just go to bed. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was laying here on the couch watching uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt earlier, so. Uh. Ah. Pinot Noir. I've only ever seen the first season. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. I think Titus Andromedon might be my favorite character ever, ever written. <laughs> yeah. He's the funniest fucking dude. So what else is going on, dude? Man, the world looks like it's about to start opening back up. Yeah. Our numbers are dropping. Um, I, I love know. this. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about, like, maybe getting back into all the stuff that I had going before it stopped. Yeah. Um, I know I felt very lost. You know, I applied for the FBI. I set a record for rejection rate. Took less than 24 hours to be thoroughly rejected. <laughs> and then I tried again and they rejected me again. Oh, no. I didn't even, like, I didn't even get to the point that they review your application. Literally, I sent it in and they're like, no. <laughs> no way. I, I wonder, like, what that process looks like. Tell you have- fuck up. <laughs> you think that they'd want to fuck up, right? They want to know how a dark person thinks, yeah. right? you'd think they didn't even i didn't even get to that part it was honestly just my work experience i've never had a job that required a college degree so apparently that stops you wait but you have a college degree yeah i have a master's but i've never had a job that required that degree that's the dumbest thing i've ever fucking heard let it set in everyone yeah let it set in so yeah, I, I'm a personal trainer. Now I have certifications. I have jobs that require all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But that does not count. That's dumb. That's dumb. I don't understand. I don't understand that process. I don't either. And that's why I was rejected, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, maybe I'll be a firefighter or join like the U.S. Marshals or something yeah. like something where I'm like giving out of myself and helping people. Right neither are hiring like flat out i spent an hour creating this like government profile to then get to go to the next level where they're like we're not hiring oh shit (laughs) so i was like damn wish i could get that hour back well you know what no dude you know you did that thing doesn't mean you can't try again but it does mean that right now that's not what is uh in line for you yeah yeah wasn't meant to be yeah right now anyway right um you know and it's like honestly like la shut down before i really got to give it a swing yeah and so well i i saw that like the cdc said that if you're like you if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask if you're hanging out with people that are also vaccinated like vaccinated something about that annoys me and i don't know why I don't know what it is either, but yeah, that, that I think it's cause it's happening so quickly, but also like, whatever, fine. Let things open up. I'm okay with it. Let's just start opening shit back up. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. If that's going to get us there, what yeah. the fuck ever, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, I even like was, you know how, and we vocalized that we were opposed to getting it right out to go. Right. Cause I wanted to see what right. happened and right. we're actually kind of I think getting to the point that we will see like the first people that got it yeah if there's going to be some fucked up shit that happens i mean it's a vaccine i don't think anything's like terrible is going to happen or like yeah tell that to africa when we sterilize like thousands of their population 
from vaccinating from what? I don't know what. Yeah, I can't remember what. We fucked their world up, though. What vaccine? I don't know if it's necessarily us, but that's a thing that happened in Africa. I've I've never heard of this before. I have to look it up. Yeah, we should look it up. I don't know. I can't find anything. Maybe I just made it up. I don't know. Somebody, uh, somebody, tell us what that's from. What what that uh, sterilization was or whatever. Nothing. Not there is no better combo than beer and candy. What a horrible combination! Sugar and sugar. Let's go. How much sugar? Is, also sounds good. How much fucking sugar is in beer? Is there sugar in beer? I know we said that, but I never looked. You know, there might not be. I'm just thinking, like, what carbs, like certain carbs, you know, convert to sugar. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, uh, you're and using, these are like empty calories. You're yeah. using your smart workout brain. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, though. I could be using my dumb fuckboy brain. Oh, and, um, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. All men joys have nuts. Mounds don't. <laughs> Do you not remember that song? I, I, I don't, no. What? That was the commercial. Because it was for Almond Joy and Mounds. Because do you remember what Mounds were? I loved Mounds. Yeah, Mounds were the ones without it. The little and, coconut flaky yeah. chocolate covered cluster things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe you don't remember that commercial. And you love Almond Joys and Mounds. I know I do. Um, but I don't think I ever have even seen that commercial. Really? Yeah. Dude. For some reason, that has stuck with me my entire life. And anytime someone set, make makes some sort of like comment, even if it's not about almond joys or, or, or nuts, it's like, well, sometimes I feel like that. And then I'm like, sometimes you don't <laughs> like a fucking idiot. And nobody knows what I'm talking about ever. <laughs> You're so stupid, dude. I know. I know. I know. Uh... It's so weird. More people don't realize or remember this 1993 commercial that I saw. What? I'm sorry. I would expect you. I would have expected you of all people. Yeah, if I had seen it, if I had seen it, I'm sure I probably would remember it. I've never seen it, but I didn't watch a lot of like PBS as a child, you know? Like, but what I do remember is the vanilla Coke commercials. You remember those? Like when they first, when it first came out, vanilla Coke, and it was like the mafia guy. No. Oh. I mean, I cherry I, Coke was my shit back in the day when it was like the purple and black can. No, but people I, old I, enough will know what I'm talking about. I love the vanilla Coke. I used to cherry cola, Savage Garden. Come on, chicka cherry cherry cola. I keep fucking it up, chicka cherry cola. What is the vanilla Coke one again? I wanna be with you and me. Tea. I wanna live like this forever. Until the sky falls down on me. Oh, and uh, hey, just in case anybody needed to know, we're, we're in our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was a good song, huh? It was. I remember. Yeah, of course. Um, Oof, I need around. to listen to both those songs now. Oh, fuck. My eyes are itchy. Oh, fuck. I don't know why. Uh, we'll leave them in your sockets. What? Jesus I said, we'll leave them in the sockets. No, God. dude, like they're so fucking itchy. I don't know. They're so dry. All of a sudden, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I don't either, man. That's. Okay. 
What are we doing right now? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh, I think, we've got I think, five minutes of content so far. No, dude. This is great. This is all great. Just keep it all. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I have no gay corner. Zero gay I corner. I have no news. Oh, no. <laughs> dude, St. Patty's Day is coming up. Yeah. It's next it's Wednesday. 17th. Next Wednesday. Wear your green, oh, you it. fox, nine beers deep. It's our logo color. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. Why don't I have... Why did I make a fucking, like, uh, screen thing this week for Nine Beers Deep? We'll just have to do an IG post. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or once a, one a month. <laughs> I'm trying. <sighs> I'm trying. I'm, I know. I've been so bad. I can't even tell you the last time I logged on to our Instagram page. <laughs> can't even tell you. Cool. And it was on accident. I can tell you that much. It was on accident. <laughs> You hear that, everybody? Cody's super invested in, in your lives. Man, I know. I'm not invested in promoting myself. I need to, yeah. I mean, you know, I think, yeah. I honestly, I put more into nine beers because it's you as well. Yeah. But it's a, it's a big ask of me. I don't yeah. know why. I need to be better about it. I mean, I just see the sleazy parts of it. And it's just like, it's hard for me to think about the good parts, even though there's a lot of good, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time with social media in general. Like, I just don't do it. Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't do it in my personal life. Like, I literally post like maybe like every three weeks. I'll make a post. Yeah, and, and I, most I of my it. shit is I didn't even take the picture. It's like if I'm tagged in the thing, I'll repost it. You yeah. know, that's like ninety percent of my shit. Um, you know mine it takes me like it takes me like three days to finally post it because i'm like looking at it like i really want to put this on is it really (laughs) this is supposed to be instagram so like is it instant no i'll just toss it i don't need to post Uh, that that's why i just throw everything up on a story even if it's bad i'm like well it'll be gone 24 (laughs) oh again i think very few very few posts yeah um we're we're 30 if you didn't, if you didn't we're 30 <laughs> solidly 30 oh dude you're are you 33 i'm 33 dude i'm 33 and this is episode 33 that's got to be something what, right? what? This is a the mind most interesting thing so far holy shit that makes me think of the jim carrey film nine was it nine where there's like the number nine and everything no, 23. 23? Yeah. What? <laughs> so far off. That was so far off. Like, <laughs> it's because I was thinking initially I was about to say seven, and then I was like, maybe it's close to seven, nine. <laughs> 158? Is that what the number was? They just kept saying 158 over and over again? Is that right, man? I need to rewatch that film. Uh, from what I remember, because ha- I've only watched it like when it came out in theaters, I went yeah. and saw it. Um, because I, uh, it was Eternal, like his first serious role or one of them, maybe Eternal Sunshine. I think was, Eternal Sunshine was first and then yeah. he did 23. And I, that's why I went and saw it because I was like, oh, it's a serious Jim Carrey. It's got yeah, it's good. dark and it's Jim Carrey, like right up. Yeah, I remember it being good, but I maybe it doesn't hold up today. Maybe, maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe fuck yourself. Everybody go watch the, 23. Uh, the Departed the other night. That's a good one. That one holds up. I've never seen it. You're garbage. 
I know. And you know why You're I've never seen garbage. it? You know why I've never seen it? Because everybody that I've ever talked to says, Seth, you should watch The Departed. It's so good. There's no movie better. And so I have intentionally... There are better movies, but it's an incredible movie. Well, because it has so many great actors in it. And I do want to watch it, but every time I get around to almost watching it, some fuck like you says, you should watch The Departed. And so I'm like, nope. Another year where Seth doesn't watch The Departed. I didn't even tell you you should watch it. I said, it's a great movie. Whatever. In my head, you said you and you said you never it. seen it, and I was like, "Oh, you should check that out. It's great." Like, I didn't just sure. come out and no cool. for no reason say you should watch The Departed. Right. Well, maybe I'll watch it then because you didn't say to watch it. I'm tired. I've I grown know. tired. I know, but <laughs> honestly, dude, that's how my mind works. And so, what are you gonna do? I don't even know, man. I really don't. I know. I know. What's wrong with me, Cody? What is wrong? You're with broken me? for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, what? Do this thing. I'll never do it. <laughs> is that how it all started? It's like you're not gay. <laughs> no. In oh fact, yeah. <laughs> what is probably, guy, gay guy do this? You just got tricked by a gay dude. Just no, got- it was probably straight. Like everyone was like. You're definitely not straight, even as a child. Like that, that little kid is gay. <laughs> so I was like, "Look how he unwraps presents." Gay. <laughs> <laughs> why is he licking the bow? I don't understand why. Jesus he's... <laughs> Christ! Why would a gay person lick the bow? Because you know. Oh my god. <laughs> Quality content. Yeah, All of this sure. is quality sure. fucking content right here. What everybody is getting right now is just fucking exhausted Cody and Seth. Yeah, it's bad. Chugging beers. I don't think it's that bad from what I'm... You know, it's kind of funny. It's like I keep just chugging these beers thinking like, oh, I'm going to hit a stride here in a second. And I'm just getting more tired Yeah, more tired. It's like... Yeah, dude. As I crack open another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think that, like, in my head, I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to be up at five. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're about to change my work schedule. My first class of the day is at 5 a.m. So what does that mean? 3 a.m. Yeah, it's brutal. shit. Brutal. Fuck, so the dude. next time we do this podcast, I will have woken up at 3 a.m. Holy shit. Why are they changing your schedule? Uh, just, just busy. Needs more classes. Mm. And the only way to go at this point is either earlier or later. And they're doing are you, both. Are you still okay with doing it on doing this on Mondays? If Do you have to work on yeah. Tuesdays? Yeah, totally, totally. It's really the only day, you know? Okay. So, and I am good. I'll okay. just take a nap. Just take a quick nap. A quick nap before you have to wake up at three. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think of that. So we record at three. I've that's twelve hours in. Yeah. All right. Cool. Just making sure you're good. Thanks, man. Because that's uh, that's rough. Yeah. And honestly, it was what I was doing before the world shut down. I was waking up at three every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before the world shut down. We, we weren't, weren't doing, doing a we podcast. Doing this, yeah. Oh man, the world is about to open back up. 
Yeah. Which means you know that, what I'm not looking forward to the one thing, one of the things I'm really not looking forward to traffic. Mm. I've really enjoyed this COVID traffic in LA. It's almost like a normal city's traffic. Right. And it's about to be light to light, bumper to bumper. Well, is it because so many people are going to still be working from home because of so many businesses have changed their like, I hope not, so. They're not I hope in it stays office. that way. Yeah. Stay the fuck home, you motherfuckers. Let me get out and live my gosh darn life. Gosh darn? Wow. Yeah. It got serious. That's how serious I am. <laughs> Old man river. No, I've been reading this book, The Girl Who Lived. It's pretty damn good. I'm Girl, almost, I think, to the climax of the uh, uh, of the book. The girl towards who, the end of it. Who lived? Who lived? What What is it about? So it all takes place when this girl. It starts when this girl is. I think she's like nine or around that. She's little, and her family has a cabin in the woods, and her older sister, who she really looks up to. Maybe she's older than I. Maybe she's like 12 or 13. Her older sister, who she really looks up to, is driving her out to the cabin. And I feel like it's like somebody's birthday or something like that. And they're going to meet their dad. And when they get there, the dad um, basically someone's murdered the dad. And she watches this person come out of the cabin. And she, if I remember, it's like she knows it's not her dad. But she can't see the person's face. Doesn't know what this person right. looks like. And the sister who's like 17 or 18 tries to protect her and like jumps in front, like it runs at this guy like and tells her to run. And so she watched her sister get murdered, like stabbed to death. Uh-huh. And then this person chases her through the woods and she ends up getting away. And they they tell her that it was her dad basically killed her sister killed her neighbor's daughter because she was at the cabin too and then committed suicide and she knows it's not true but she's like in and out of mental institutions and like suicidal and an alcoholic and she's being released again for like the third time from this mental institution and she sees the guy who killed her dead her dad all of these people right like she refers to him as rat face because she could kind of see what he looked like but not really couldn't like you know make it yeah. and no one knew who she was talking about but she sees him and then this whole book is like her trying to prove that this is a real thing but no one wants to believe her because her life is so fucked up and she at the, throughout this whole process can't stop drinking because she's an alcoholic and she can't deal with all the shits that happening so she'll drink again then every time she's fucked up she'll have an encounter with this person like um and that's pretty much the book so far i don't know how it ends but oh great yeah and then this guy becomes aware that she's there so now not only is she trying to find them but they're trying it, it, it's more than one person that was involved in this killing and they're fucking with her like they're stalking her through this yeah. whole process because now they know that she's around yeah um oh, yeah shit yeah that sounds like a great movie i'd like to watch yeah. that too yeah the girl who lives yeah. the girl right. who lives i want to go read that that sounds really, yeah, really good. interesting i finished the hazelwood 
It was good. How was that? It was really good. Um, I guess there's a second book, and I don't know what it's called, but I know that it's out there. I need to look it up. Uh, it was really, really interesting. It was really, uh, it was like kind of fairy tale-y. Huh? Like a, I mean, it was literally about fairy tales and like, oh, dude. If fairy tales Something are real, just oh happened. my gosh. Oh, no. Can you see this? I only pulled my favorite colors just now. Blue and red. Blue, purple, and red. Pop all five of those in your mouth. You go for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. my God. So dumb. Oh, yeah. So dumb. I the wish that, just I, up I, wish I fucking liked sweet tarts. Yeah. Can't do it. I remember when I was in elementary school. And I don't know why this was happening. You remember the huge pixie sticks? Or, I mean, the sweet tart version? They were, like, uh, huge. Yeah. But it was, like, the sweet tart powder. And I'm trying to show you, but obviously my hands are extending past the yeah. screen. Right, Just right, know my the, fingers are up, everybody. The thick plasticky the straw. The thick plastic tube. Yeah, the yeah. thick plastic straw that was filled with, filled with sweet tart powder. Yeah, I do remember the that. The blue was my favorite. And I remember a bunch of us had them. I don't know how. They must have been selling them or something at school that day. And the kid <laughs> that I went to school with. Obviously, this just explains like what kind of children that what these children were exposed to. Because we are in like the second or third grade when this happens. The kid is like talking how it's like cocaine, like trying to explain it's like cocaine, it can get you high. It's a pixie, it's a fucking sweet tart stick or whatever he we have the ends cut off he sticks it up his nose like this huge tube and just takes a huge inhale through his nose and it just fucked his world up so bad his nose started bleeding <laughs> <laughs> it was like red and blue shit coming out of his face oh no <laughs> it's because he saw mommy or daddy do it and <laughs> yeah yeah, he definitely seen people he, doing this. He was well practiced for what, a young child. How old did he say? Dude, we were in like the second or third grade. We were so, little. You know that he saw mom or dad do it, and he and his mom or dad said, "Don't do this. Is just sweet charts. This is just like oh yeah." Like they were just like trying to bullshit it away, but really they Dude. were just like a little. <sighs> Nevertheless, we had a special thing going on at school, and fucking old boy. Just blew a load of that shit up his nose. I mean, I feel like though that we all know, we all know kids who did that, right? Oh yeah, and I felt so bad at a baseball game. The same kid, he showed up. He wasn't playing baseball with us, or actually, no, he was playing baseball with us. And I don't even know where he got it. He just like came over, and he had a brown paper bag, <clears throat> and he was like, "Hey, come here," and it was like full of glue. And he was like, breathe that in, like, breathe it in. Like, cause he's like huffing the glue and he's like, it'll get you high. And I was like, I don't want to huff your glue bag, you know? And so he was like doing it, like breathing in through this paper bag, like sucking the glue. And I don't even think it's like a big deal. Right. It's like not registering to me. There's like right. me and some of the other kids. So then it was like his mom, I guess. And I didn't know who his mom was. Like I'd never seen his mom. And, and so we're talking about it and I'm like, Oh, fucking what's his face over here is huffing glue around by the concession stand. His mom was staying there and I didn't know she proceeded to pull her belt off right there. I watched her march over and beat the 
oh. You know that and was intense. Because... You know that was intense if he was high as fuck because like it's like world oh, he was rock. so offended with me. Yeah. And that's oh. the worst part is he was very offended with me. He was like, "Why would you tell my mom?" And I mean, this is after a baseball game. We're in a park. There are people everywhere. She's just wailing on him with this fucking yeah. belt in public. We're all watching like, "Oh shit." You know, like He's really getting it. We're probably like in the fourth grade or something, you know, man. And then he like finishes getting his spankings or whatever. And she's like, what did I tell you about doing that? Like, clearly this is like a chronic issue <laughs> in his household. And, oh, <laughs> and and then he just comes over to me. and He's like, so genuine. He's like, why would you tell my mom? And I was like, I didn't know your mom was standing there. I didn't even know what your fucking mom looked like. I was telling somebody oh. else that she heard me. I didn't know she was just going to beat you in public like that. Like, <laughs> Why did you tell my mom? <laughs> yeah. <he was> <laughs> As we're all sitting there, because like after the baseball game, everyone could go get a soda from the concession stand. Uh-huh. It was like, you know, like one of the parents would pay for yeah. us all to get a little soda. It's like those little Pepsi cups. And of course, we would always do suicides, baby. Oh, I don't know yeah. why it was cool to do a suicide. It's not like it tasted good. Dude, I did suicides like, until I was in college. I, like, I, I still do suicides. I, 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 so, um, yeah, I was like, we, we'd all get suicides. And in the summer, it was like, when it was peak summer, it was the best because, like, sometimes some of us could get snow cones. You know, it'd be like three or four of us that, like, it, you know, every now and then, like, our parents would give us enough, like, give us the two bucks to walk over and go get yeah. a snow cone. Man, it was fucking good. Simple times. Simple times for sure. Well, I don't know about how simple. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty fucked up story. That's not too simple. That's not fucking cool. Yeah, dude. That's not uh, after a baseball game, a little league baseball game. And in case anybody (laughs) needs to know, like that was our life. Like that was like that was normal. And like that's why, like you're telling this story, Cody. I'm like, yeah, I definitely like witnessed all of these things. Like this is all for sure. Like uh, this. Oh, simpler times when you could just Man. go up behind the shed and watch your friends huff glue, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, pick up your school bag and go back to second grade. That was the best. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we had this, and I know I've already kind of told some of these stories, so I'm going to keep this brief, but just to play in this, like how ridiculous our lives were at times. Like, I um, was at a baseball practice. It was not even a game. It's the middle of the fucking day. Two really funny things happened in the same day. One or one or a coach at the time was a horrible alcoholic. Okay. So he was always hammered. <clears throat> he he maybe we maybe got two games under our belt before he was literally told to never come back by the parents. <laughs> but um uh what we would do, like in the, because of the park was in the middle of this little town that I lived in, and our parents would all drop us up one spot, and we had kind of depending on the teams, like there were three different little fields you could practice at. Yeah. And there was one that was further down. And sometimes if we would do that, we would all jump in the back of the coach's truck, you know, and just ride there, even though it wasn't that far, it was just faster. Right. Right. And right. So all of us, all, a whole baseball team is piled in the back of this truck. So some of us are standing on the bumper, you know, like we're just all, and I <laughs> actually, I think it was the same kid that was up in the glue oh, no, we, no, who no. were like saying like, he, or he was saying, he was like, I, the, he was driving fast because he was just trying to get to the other side of this park. And he was like, oh, I can totally jump off 
because he was standing on the on the the bumper of the back of the truck and he was like and i'll just because i'm already going forward i'll just hit the ground running right and i'll just land in a sprint and be okay and we're like no he won't he's like i can totally do it he fucking just jumps off the back of this truck that's going like 20 or 30 miles an hour (laughs) and he thinks he's gonna run he just goes he slams his face so hard on the ground and then like rolls a bunch and then i just remember the coach being like god damn it like and doesn't even stop like he's like you're walking like <laughs> oh shit that could that kid could have been dead you no know, he was hurt he was hurt for real imagine jumping off of a decently paced moving truck yeah and i mean he didn't even take a step as soon as he hit the ground he went face first slamming and then the momentum sent him into a tumble yeah but like it was like you fucking idiot and he's just like laying on the ground now mind you we're like a 10 and 11 years old okay the guy doesn't you're walking even stop. <laughs> you're walking <laughs> he's got like his coors in his hand he's driving oh, around so fuck. then we get there and he had two sons and god bless one of them was a redhead and it just really set him up for failure but actually his brother um got picked on a lot and he kind of had a stutter but he was like a nice enough kid i don't know he just unfortunately was bullied yeah you know um and there were like kids that were just angry you know they just had rough lives and they were just angry and they looked for and they i guess they picked the stuttering kid i don't know but uh, yeah like a kid Uh that i was good friends with grew up with just just was like relentlessly picking on this kid there was like a whole gang of them yeah and so we get pulled up and like the coach is like, he heads onto the field and he's like, get your shit and get out here. You know? So we're all walking through the dugout to get onto the field. Well, I start before I even make it out of the dugout, I hear this kid screaming. And so I already know he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Right. Like I already know. So I go back there and sure enough, my friend is standing, sitting on top of him, like mounted him. And it's just pummeling him in the face, just fucking punching this kid in the face. Fuck, the I kid don't like can't that. get up. The kid can't defend himself. Now the kid was not small. He was like right. one of the bigger kids on the team, as big as the kid that was bullying him for sure. Right. Right. And so I'm just watching this kid get punched in the face and crying, and he can't do anything about it. And so I go over there and I'm like, stop, like trying to say stop. And as I'm trying to say stop. The coach, who is the dad of the kid getting beat up, walks around the corner. And, the you know, you would think as a parent, maybe like some kind of paternal instinct would kick in. And you're like, oh, no. hey, get off, like pull him off. He barely steps outside the dugout. And he's like, well, if you weren't so goddamn annoying all the time, maybe you wouldn't be getting your ass beat. Oh, my God. And then God. he starts yelling at the kid. He's like, get the fuck up and go get into practice. Like, we ain't got time for this. Like, does not stop the fight does not help the kid in no way comforts him in fact he tells the kid that he's annoying uh, and that's why he always gets his ass beat like <laughs> it's just like dude this is oh, like so, so this is like a you should do a trigger warning before this because man this yeah. brings back some fucking memories for me i was dude. <laughs> that's so fucked up yeah. i mean like that so sucks. I'm so glad that you like were like, okay, y'all stop. But like that's yeah, let's not. Up. That that nobody helped that kid. Like the dad, nope, like they were all just watching like, him get his fucking head beat in. They weren't so fucking annoying. I mean, it's like, <laughs> fuck. Ah, oh, that brings back too much. That's too real. That's too. Yeah, real. it was really sad. 
Ooh, life growing up in backwoods Oklahoma. Folks. Backwoods Oklahoma, man. It's kill or be killed. It's like the Vikings. Only the strong survive. The weak are literally yeah. murdered oh. and shamed. What are you showing? Is that a booger? What are you fucking showing it's, me? It's my callus from my hand that just came off. Oh my, that, is, that is equally gross. That's <laughs> fucking snot. Like, yeah, I just kind of noticed it was like uh, really white and I just pulled her right off, baby. For everybody, that's disgusting. For anybody that's listening, Cody just pulled off a fucking skin callus and showed it <laughs> yeah. to me like a little yeah. kid. Hey, look what yeah. I found. It's pretty that's, cool, man. Pretty cool. My hands are so rough. My hands are so soft. So I know. Everybody needs uh, Jesus. You're so <laughs> I do paraffin oh. treatments twice oh. a day. <laughs> oh fuck, fuck, fuck! Who said that? I don't know. You you told me that story. The paraffin treatments? Yes. I can't remember it. I, I mean, it is like very familiar to me, but at this moment, I can't remember the paraffin. Fuck! Who was? You told me this story. About your friend who's like, I do paraffin treatments. <laughs> My hands. Dude, that's like, I know multiple people that do paraffin treatments. I used to do when I shout out to Elephant in the Room in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a it's a men's grooming lounge. I was a member there. Oh. Okay. And so oh, wow. yeah, you get you know charged once a month to be a member, but it's basically just your haircut. Yeah. Right. And I have to get my hair cut every other week anyway. So I was a member. But if you remember, you got like they had all these add-ons, you know, like things you could do. In Tulsa, where was this at? It's on the 71st in Yale, right behind that quick trip. Or I mean, 91st in Yale, right by the bistro. Was this just a guy that stood out behind the quick trip, Cody, and you just went to him? It's like, this is It's a real place. It's called the Elephant Room. It's by this Big blue box. You mean a dumpster? <laughs> you mean a mailbox? Like a mail drop? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy named Charles, he'd always come over. A sweet and man named Charles with a ponytail. He'd rub this lotion on my hand. That's called fucking bum cum, dude. Bum cum. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the actual paraffin treatment. So they dip your hands uh-huh. in that shit. And then they had these sandwich baggies they would put over your hands while yeah. you went and like got your hair washed and stuff. And then afterwards yeah. they would fold the bag off and pull the wax off your hands. But my dad also had one because like his calluses and stuff are so bad. And then in the winter, because it works, I guess like a doctor or dermatologist told him he needed to get one. Um, so is a paraffin, I've never had one, so I don't know. So this is a question. So like when you have that done, is it just um, automatically make it softer or peel off then? Oh, dude, instantly days? your hands are like so soft yeah. and moisturized. Now they eventually go back, you know, to their normal state. But in the app, like as soon as they pull that shit off, your hands are like a fucking baby's ass, bro. Okay. Just See, like soft. Because say, the reason I was asking. What a creepy phrase, is, right? No, but like, yeah. A what a pedophile ass. phrase, if you would. No, but there's a, there, the reason that I asked is because Sarah did this thing called baby feet oh my god have you heard, did you did i tell you about this and this, no is she like put this stuff on you put this like bags on your feet with this like, oh is this like where the skin fucking peels and off fuck it, and it takes weeks like it took like a week or two weeks disgusting it's just like every like, time you take your socks off there's just chunks of skin hanging 
but not just like 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 chunks not like oh my not God. like when you get a sunburn and it like peels off like chunks like gross it looked like she was dying it looked like her feet were was like, it painful she said it wasn't painful because and it says like don't peel it off let it come off naturally however it comes off let it come off so it was literally just like like hanging just hanging off of oh. her feet and like thick like thick chunks of flesh but calluses gone rough parts on the back of like your heel like and like the side of your toe and foot like gone dude some people got some busted ass heels you see those people those cracked heels man yes and it looks like fucking the dead it looks like the desert yeah how does that happen how deep does that go people listening how does that happen to you and how are are your feet so fucking not bleeding if it's cracked, yeah, it has to be painful, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. So this would take care of that. It. Can I you imagine how thick that shit would be coming off these people's feet? Uh, I don't even want to think about it because just the pictures that Sarah sent me made me nauseous. It was. So how long good. did it take for her shit to come off? It minimum a week. Maybe it was two weeks. Baby feet, huh? What Baby happens if you feet. do it with your hands? Oh, you'd probably what if you lose... dipped your dick in there. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and then just like jack. What if your it off. dick just fell off? Oh my god, it probably it probably would. I would be terrified the whole time. Why would you do that? Please don't do that. Please don't experiment. Why would I do? That? I would never do that. I want to get baby feet, and I'm going to put I'm it on to my. Do the baby feet on my feet? Well, I'm scared to do it on my feet too. Dude, because... Put it on your face. See what happens. Dude, no, your eyelids would fall off. And then like, that's terrifying. Like, dry eyed hey, as shit. Huh? Guys? Fucking like, dry eyed as shit. That makes me think of um one of Seth and I's not favorite films, but a film we both enjoyed and watched together, A Clockwork Orange. It is one of my favorite. I love a clockwork orange. It's, it's so a good movie. Fun. It's also the a scene really great where they look. put the little things in his eyes to mm-hmm. make him watch. Yep. The behind the scenes. Oh, we watched this together. He there was like an yeah. interview with him talking about because that that filming of that with his eyes pried open it was hours and hours that they yep. were filming that so they had to hire an actual optometrist or whatever yeah. doctor to put these drops in his eyes because if he didn't do it space it out the correct time he could go yeah. blind I, I don't remember how long it was was it every 30 seconds every minute like he yeah had it's like drops. every it was like every 30 seconds he had to have these drops put in his eyes right and then he was talking about how they the, the director who directed that Stanley Super Kubrick Super- Stanley Kubrick uh, yeah. wanted to give the doctor a line. And then the doctor is like really freaked out thinking about his lines. And he's like, Hey bro, just worry about my fucking eyes. How about yeah, that? Yeah. But he said he felt okay. Like he wasn't in pain after all the filming. And then he was leaving the lot or wherever they filmed it at. And he went over a speed bump and he said it was like the most excruciating pain he's ever experienced. Like from his eyes being so fucked up from just yeah. being pried open for hours. Yeah. I don't know what that had to do with anything. I think just no eyelids made me think of that. No, dude, that's, that's little insights through yeah. the Clockwork Orange, which also great movie. Go watch great movie. it. Uh, great fucking movie. Uh, go read dude, the that, book. That the initial book is just pan, as good, and also when they're not... pulling away from his face, huh? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, the initial pan when it opens up and on his on him when he's sitting there with the LSD milk. <sighs> it's like one of the longest pans, yeah. and this motherfucker like never blinks, never breaks. 
it is like one of the greatest shots in film that I think I've ever seen outside yeah. of like some of the stuff they've done today with like, and I almost wonder if they pulled it from this, like this really long shot where you're like seeing this whole place yeah. and all these things happening on it. And this one person's just there, like so locked onto you yeah. through this whole pan. Great. Um, and moment. then they did stuff like Birdman, um, fucking Revenant, you know, where they eventually, um, what's the, the, the film, the military film, 19 or 17 something or whatever the war film oh like 77 yeah what is that 1776 yeah i think like it's that. 1770 something like that i don't yeah. i can't remember it but man you know they shoot the whole film right. now like the opening scene of clockwork orange where it's like right. one continuous shot it's very cool how cool would that be to be like a director like that it's like that makes this um defining moment that like people mimic forever I know. I, and I don't know. Maybe Stanley, Stanley Kubrick took that from someone. Like he borrowed Very well that. could have. Well, um, you know, because there were people like um, Dragnet, the TV show Dragnet. Yeah, yeah. If you watch Great the show. old episodes, yeah. you know how like the detectives and stuff would march in in a single file, face the desk. It was like very not real to life. But basically they were finding a way to do things in as few shots as possible. And I want to say that Alfred Hitchcock did a very similar thing where sure he, he would yeah. fucking go these long ass shots. And it was basically to save time and editing and stuff. But also it's just an incredible challenge yeah, to get all of these things in and tell like a story in a very well done way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Especially then, because it's not like they had, you know, digital editing. They were literally cutting the film. Yeah. by hand and splicing it together so pretty cool shit if you're into that stuff i bet sarah yeah. could tell us all kinds of shit like that she's a cinephile yeah she is i mean i think that's what she went to school for yeah um oh yeah she'd be able to drop so much shit sarah we need to have you on what the fuck we could call her right now she's probably like ramble off yeah see what are you doing sarah 12 beers deep let's go (laughs) no she'd definitely be like a box wine (laughs) (laughs) clockwork orange the book does not end the same way as the movie what it's like it doesn't have that weird hopeful moment at the end when he's just coming over and over to classical music like where it's like this idea of like or like this it's not like a moment of um i don't hope was the wrong word like uh redemption like like closure of the story right because like what how does it end in the movie it ends with him laying there listening to classical music everyone's trying to uh no so initially you know they 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 brainwash him to so every time this classical song comes on like it fucks him up right Right. so to make it up for all the shit that he went through after the fact every time that song plays it's like he's blowing a load so when the song comes on it's like all of a sudden he's in ecstasy and you see him like falling into the snow and it's like awesome but i think that's just symbolized that he's literally just come in his pants um but i don't think the book ends as happy i'm pretty sure it just ends with him being stuck in this fucking world that he that they've forced him into like this mind fuck and it doesn't like he's just stuck there in bed 
Yeah, because after that brainwashing, he's like scared of everything, right? Like, right. He, he can hardly right. function. Right. He can't function. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Which he was is, already fucked up to begin with, and so they just right just any, debilitated any, him. Any time that he has any feelings of anger, of sex, of any kind of like any feelings, really, any like, impulse, any impulse, it kind of like uh, it literally like makes him physically. Because I remember that like one of the members of his gangs ends up becoming like a police officer, you know, and they them. get out Two and they, like beat the fuck out of yeah. him. Yeah. Man, what a great film. It's a great film. Very dark, but yeah. a great film. The gang rape is a little bit much. Um it's yeah, so crazy to think that this is all based off of like that scene, you know, it's like because of something that ha- was it what actually happened to the author that wrote the book the whole motivation behind writing this book was that um his wife was gang raped and committed suicide as a result of it oh, and I didn't so how know that. he his coping like how he tried to cope with what had happened to her was he tried to imagine what must have happened to these people that did this to her Mm -hmm. for them to be able to do something like that you know and and from that he he wrote a clock a clockwork orange and if i also remember the same author i can't remember his name and i feel bad he found out he had like a brain tumor and he was going to die and he just cranked out a few different incredible books like in a very condensed amount of time i could be making that up but i'm pretty sure that's true i i don't i've never heard that before but also i can't remember the name of the author so that makes me feel bad. Yeah. I have the book over there. I could go look it up so we're not asshole. Well, just get the fuck up and go look at it. Huh? Okay. All right. Whoa. Go. Oh, Burgess. Some Anthony so Burgess. Google his name. Anthony Burgess. Google his that name. That is his name. see if I'm right about any of this. Because this oh. was stuff I heard a long time ago, so I could be completely off. I'm so glad that I didn't have to look up the book or go look at the book. Shit, their lives are, are real... This is very interesting. There's a lot of shit. Um, in fact, it stems from a horrendous episode during the 1944 blackout in London when his wa- first wife, Lynn Isherwood Jones, was viciously attacked and gang raped by a group of four deserting American soldiers. Man. Uh, Burgess was stationed at the time in uh, Gibraltar, serving in the Army Educational Corps, though the couple were expecting a child. So she was pregnant when she got Oh, man. Then later suffered a miscarriage. But unlike her alter ego in the novel, she survived the attack. Will Um, you do me one more thing? Yeah. And just see how this this person died? The author? The author died? Yeah, like to see if they have a Wikipedia and it says, to see if I was off on the brain cancer thing or whatever the fuck it was. He died of lung cancer at the hospital in St. John. He died uh, November 22nd, 1993. So that was a much later in life. So that wasn't... Uh, but that doesn't mean that he didn't pump out, let's see, some of his later works. It doesn't seem to be what the last thing you said may be true. Because most of his work was pushed out at the latest I'm seeing in the 1980s looks like maybe his last one was earthly powers in 1980, which is a, is that a novel, a novel? Damn it. Well, one out of two. 
50, hey, 50. one out of two, one out of two. Yeah, the trauma of some horrible, horrible gang rape. That's I actually didn't know that. So I think that's really interesting because I'd never heard that that was his influence for writing. Yeah. A Clockwork Orange or like that specific storyline and like mm-hmm. I guess the whole I guess the whole book, right? Because it was about Alex. Right, the whole book. It was about the the people who raped his wife like that's fucked up right but i mean i guess like coping with that and um trying to which that's also kind of fucked up to be completely honest like your wife goes through like a gang rape and then like you're immediately like oh i wonder what they were thinking when they yeah how do i, I think, justify uh, this you know i i would go on a limb and say that <laughs> but i'm the same way after- a long period of time of anger mm. and like probably um a sense of helplessness that yeah. you weren't able to do anything about it right. and you don't know who they are and you can't do anything about right. it. Right. And I you didn't know? see anything about like her committing suicide, but she yeah. did die and he did remarry. Yeah. So you know, it's just one of those things where I think he was probably that was his like therapy right. was to start writing this out to try to cope with it and it just happened to be a very successful book, you know. Right, 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 right. Um yeah, hopefully it wasn't like all oh, this happened to you. How can I capitalize? You know? <laughs> I don't think I wasn't saying that. I don't think that that's right. what was in his mind. But I think that like that's kind of like a weird way to cope. But yeah I, yeah, I agree. Like he probably did go through many different like levels of grief and and like being there for his wife and doing all these things. And then it was just like, how could someone do this? Because maybe he was a good person, a kind person. And especially like his wife, who was like it was in the middle of the war. Right. And like what? These are right. supposed to be his their allies, right? Their allies, yeah. And these four American soldiers raped her. Like that's let's just up. Let's emphasize deserting though. Pieces of shit. Is that what it said? I don't remember. Yeah, Is it, they desert, were deserters. Deserters. So that's fucked up. But also, like, that's also fucked up to look at it like that. But I guess like that, maybe yes. to come to terms with things for yourself. Maybe that is like a way to be like, okay, well, how could someone? I've done that before, for sure. Well, How I was going to someone... say, like, say poor Sethi Poo was gang raped in an alley by a bunch of hobos with bleedy dicks. At some point in time, I feel like we would probably make um, the gang rape musical, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely true, because to, we'd have to, to be like... And not even to, like, profit off of it, but, like, it's just an outlet, like a way right. that you know how to express yourself. Yeah, um, sure. And then also, you know, it's like one of these things, like, say it was, like, specifically you, Fuck, you know, we'd, the gang we'd be creating the same because it's like, I, I'm sure, like, and I would be feeling this, you'd be feeling this, like, there are other people this has happened to. Right. And I hate that you're experiencing what you're experiencing, and maybe we can create something that gives people support, you know? Right. But I make mean, this thing. does, I guess my question is, since we're going to get into it, 
Yeah. It does a clockwork orange actually help people who have been raped? I don't think it does. I don't know if it's about rape, but I think it's about like helping troubled people. I think because he took a specific angle, right? And I think it's with what he needed to help. He needed he specifically right. needed to help coping with for himself, which is was his anger towards those people for what they right. did. And I think that that's something that like maybe we need to act like absolutely like put a pin in and like acknowledge that that is that the book translated into film or whatever it was like this is not a like a like a glamour story this is a fucking dark twisted tale yeah it's fucked up we're we're following people who are so fucked up that they that this person needs to be put in an institution to be brainwashed right and uh, i think it tells a lot with the movie that we find ourselves sometimes feeling sorry for him going through the pain that he is through the brainwashing. Well, it's kind of strange that you sort of, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm uh, that. That's pretty much all I was saying. Like, I I feel like that that's a weird place to put yourselves in, especially after you've already, especially with the film, like go into so much visual gory detail with the multiple rapes, not just the rapes that have, not just the rape that happens, uh, with the guy and his wife with the, in the library like he's the author like which is pretty much just him right it was pretty much anthony burgess right, like he him. Wrote himself but also the woman in her fancy fucking rich house that gets like fucking raped uh with this beautiful sculpture you know that that scene right. or also the uh the women who get raped in the fucking like uh abandoned auditorium yeah that was rough huh that's rough that was too. a bad one so like you're seeing this process and you're seeing all of this and then at some point in the movie you feel sorry for him and i'll be completely honest when i read the book i didn't feel sorry for him at all and i had already seen the movie so i knew the story i knew what i was doing and the book i didn't i was like fuck him everything that he's getting right now, all of this story, like I was with him and I was with the author and I was like, yes, like I want to follow this story with Alex. And I, but I never felt sorry for him. Yeah. And maybe he did come to a repentance at the end or some sort of like, fuck on my life. I fucked things up and I am a bad person. And to come to that realization in the book, but I feel like in the movie, it, we didn't get there. We didn't get that. It was no. very sensationalized. Right. And I think, and I would like to read the book for this because I don't know if the book gives background on what made him him, right? You don't really see that in the film. And in fact, it's kind of one of these things where you almost like like this guy. Right. Because he's like a bad dude and he's like the leader of the gang. And then you sort of turn right. on him when you start seeing all these gang rapes. These like right. fucking, like the violence is one thing. I can yeah. stay behind a person through violence. The rape was very rough right you know well, it's like uh, wow they, they and don't. then you do feel sorry for this guy they don't right? address it in the movie they because you mean the book there are no they don't address it in the movie they do address it in the book this background oh. story oh okay, okay okay to the point where um because i can't i don't think it was his parents i think it was his aunt and his uncle that he stayed with like that he was just pretty much like a a degenerate human who just like had an extra room in again, I don't remember his parents or like just family that he just stayed with and they fucking hated him and he was fucking horrible to them 
and they were giving him a place, a room, a place to stay. So like, it does go into a bit more detail about like his relationship with like people who were supposed to be close to him and how he treated them. And so it does give you more. So that's why I was like, even more reason to like, not give a fuck. I think that they address it in the movie a little bit. Like, Weird. So it's not like you see him being like abused, like Harry Potter, the boy in the closet, you know, it, it's more, he's just no. always an asshole. Huh? He's just always been an asshole. And I can't, sitting here right now i can't remember if they do address anything in his past about him growing up i think it's just this is he's just always been this and that's in the movie that he lives with his uncle or whatever right but they don't really I feel like go into it in the, you just I see him like go in home the movie, and pull his fake eyelashes off and like stick the, him on the thing right and in the movie his aunt and his uncle or mother and father or stepfather whoever they are are weird and awkward and like you kind of don't like them right but like in the book i was on their side i was like oh my gosh these are kind people and they were very much like good humans who were just trying to help someone out and uh that didn't translate over to the movie interesting interesting so i think we're talking about like two different mediums of like yeah totally and maybe they had information from him when they were making the film and writing the script i don't know if he wrote the script or not but maybe um they had some insight that kind of affected the way they portrayed this guy you know but he didn't like the he was alive for sure he did not like the film from what i from what i remember he didn't like the american ending of the film I don't know about the whole oh, film. Oh, because I remember they had to change it, right? Yeah, to even did. have it played in the United States. Yeah, right. Another interesting fact about it. Yeah. That it wasn't allowed to be played in a lot of places, if I remember right. But for sure, the United States, they had to modify it. Yeah. Which, uh, dude, there's a play, The Clockwork Orange, which I've told you about. I know. Do I have that? Did Ooh, I give it? Offer the role. I have this. You gave me the script. To okay, read. good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? A play with music or something like that? A play with music. So, like, there's just whole sections of just like acting uh, with a like a like this is a band behind you. No words. You're just playing out the scenes. I, I, for those of you that are listening, you won't know this, but Seth and I we worked with a theater company for years that won a lot of awards and stuff for the area that we were in. You know, it's not where we're winning Tony's or something, but anyway, like it was like respected in the area. And it was so cool. Cause like you've heard our stories about being at ORU and how restrictive they were. And we got invited to this award ceremony and it also happened to be open bar. <laughs> and um, a lot of the people that were there were participants in some form or another in the school we were at and um, obviously weren't drinking and then seth and i just got black all kinds out. of drunk at that fucking open bar oh. and then one of the best things is like we're in we're there probably 10 minutes long enough to catch a buzz because we're just going from one bar to the next to get more beers yeah yeah and um we're walking through with like some drinks in our hands and then of course we come right across one of our professors from the university stares at our beers like smiles at us asks us how it's going 
like how they like just tries to ignore the fact they were drinking but then she would bring it up to me from time to time which showed how cool she was Wait, is this this, would... this is the this is the psychology professor yeah, yeah. Or, um, what was what was her daughter's name um jenny oh she, oh, she wasn't a psychology professor no no what she was, was like she? communications or something right Maybe don't drop her mom's name because she's probably yeah it's actually probably pretty good but she is yeah. a professor and at a, at a private christian university and she did us a solid and didn't tell on us and we proceeded to get hammered and at one point in time another theater company um star whatever his theater company was like he whatever. came over to us and was talking yeah. to us and 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 he offered us both roles in a music a play with music do you remember this yes Can i do remember, remember. I, I remember, and I remember this. I being do. like because i wanted we, to do it so we talked bad. about it we talked about it for a week and then chris and some other people were like absolutely don't do that play like absolutely but, don't do that and play looking but back i wish that we would have been like you know what fuck you we will do that play yeah because we would have made it great man it would have been fun but they kept been... the rape scene full nudity i remember that and yeah, I remember that, they did the costumes exactly like the film because the cast would went out after like opening night. They got to go out and they went out in their costumes with like the cod pieces, like the weird fake dick things. Yes. That they had. Yeah. Um, which was an interesting choice. I don't know why they, I'm sure they felt like cool, tough guys because oh, theater people out, are delusional like, and think why that that you would go cool. out no i wouldn't go out in it but i think that no. those costumes are fucking badass like yeah if i did a clockwork orange on stage it would need to look exactly like the movie because and it did i do yeah. like and they did that or they tried their yeah. best they had a version right. that was close to it um or so we, had the it, yeah. and we didn't do it and like well, that's an interesting acting experience that's actually what really turned me away because i was still thinking about it but i was like man can I, can I, at this point in my life, do this? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a real girl that's really naked. Oh. And we're really pretending to rape them, you know? And I'm sure it's all done in a safe manner, and you know? Yes. But at the as time, long I just as couldn't wrap my mind around it. Yes, I think that as, as long, which I don't think that they probably did at this theater company. They probably did not have a, um, what is that called? Uh, it's like a, uh, a sex... Yeah, uh, some kind of. It's like that's what they're that uh, an intimacy director is yeah. what they're called. So it's an it's somebody who is just in charge of intimate moments on stage because yeah. it is live, and it also needs to be. And of course, it happens in movies too. Like you have that intimacy director that is there to like choreograph certain uh, sex scenes and stuff like that to make sure that like it fits on camera. But when it's on stage, it needs to be simulated but also everybody needs to feel safe right and there's a lot of places that's actually a big thing that happened here in chicago um with a theater company here i think it's called profiles theater uh they did a show called uh, i don't remember what it's called it's gone um the this this guy did it they did it every year they won awards tons of awards here in chicago because it was so wonderful like it was such a like an intense wonderful production but then like years later come to find out all of these women who like the guy that played the lead was also like the in charge of the theater he was like the artistic director he was like really physically harming and assaulting these women on stage live 
in front of audiences and it didn't come out until years later that this was happening and it was consistent with different actresses because they always did the same show. I don't remember what the show was called, but they did it every year because it was so good that audiences like they would sell out before they could even like drop before they were open before they were open. They would sell out the whole run because it was so good and everybody looked forward to it every year, but then come to find out multiple women who played opposite him year after year after year after year were actually being assaulted on stage <laughs> wow so, um, that's that's crazy huh crazy yeah and they all had the same experiences where like it was physical like very physical and aggressive and there was no intimacy director and so like that's a big thing that's happened here in chicago and i don't know how it is in la when it comes to live theater but like that's a there any kind of intimacy at all anymore has to have an int- which I is 100% support. Oh, totally. Right. Because but even I would need it just to be like, hey, man. Right. I need well, to for sure know that you're on my on board with me here. Like, I need right. this to be. <laughs> well, I mean, like, how, how, how difficult would that be if you were needing to do Clockwork Orange and you were going to rape a woman on stage, you know, simulate a rape on we're stage? We're doing air quotes here everybody air quotes like if you were simulating a rape on stage maybe not a quote around simulation like an actual simulation. right right <laughs> everybody wherever the Jesus. quotes need to land they need to land where they need to Fuck. land uh so <laughs> maybe we are uh enjoying these beers but like yeah um like that would give you peace of mind that would give like the uh, your your opposite peace of mind to have somebody to have that conversation for you right so, you so that's what i think you're hitting on that right. i would need because it's one thing sometimes in these settings for you know say like say, just using me as an example for me to be like are are you like are you okay with it right and sometimes people will still say yes and they're not right, right? but maybe if they have a mediator they right. feel more comfortable to say no i'm not and this right. is how we can't because the last thing i want to do is to be damaging a person's psyche right. it's like i'm trying to overcome my own fucking shit right with this situation for sake of telling the story uh, yeah that is a fucking cavern or a fucking uh cliff jump in itself right 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 so to then later on find out like oh i was just like really fucking someone up unintentionally even though they said they were okay, you know, just because right. they didn't know how to find the words to communicate a specific thing to me. Uh, which, I would definitely need that, you know? Yeah. Which also, like, let's, let's be put clear. This shit in writing. When I'm ta- what, just so that you're, there's no confusion, what I was talking about with the Chicago stuff, there was no, uh, there was threats about not saying anything. So, like, Damn. what the fuck was he doing was, on stage? I don't was know. Was it like sexual stuff? Or? Like, like when he would hit like the fridge, like it was actual, like he would like make dents. And when he'd grab them, it was grabbing them. It was physical. Mm. It, and it wasn't, and even, and, and even when I'm saying this, like, you don't have an intimacy director. Okay. Have a fight director. Because yeah, like a even, choreographer that so actually even, knows how to do so it. So even that was missing in this scenario. So like, that's even separate than like what you're saying, where it's like 
this is for you. Like you're being safe. You're being cautious. Like you want it to look real, but also like we need it to, you need to commit. They need to commit. I want us to be able also, to both make eye contact with each right. other and you not go home and cry afterwards. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, right. And I think that that's the, that's uh, what's kind of like uh, been a good flourish from what has happened here in Chicago with that specific theater company. Um, and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, why, why hasn't that happened? Why isn't that? I think that that's a very important thing to recognize when it comes to live theater that you do need well, that. Well, yeah. And, you need and I that think, medium. And I think that maybe the director can't always be always on point with that. And maybe you need some, an extra director to help with intimate moments. Totally. And I think, um, you know, I don't know the size of the theater. I think it gets really muddied, the waters, that is. Um, because if you say like a major feature film and stuff, that's probably there because of unions and requirements, right? This was like a major theater, it's required in there. This but when was you an get into equity theater company here in Chicago. Well, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Because I was gonna say like a regional theater, I can see it because they don't have the budget, they don't have the understanding, you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to do their best. They uh maybe they didn't start as a, as an equity company, but they did they ended as an equity I mean, who knows? They could have ended equity because they were doing this fucking show right right that's what i'm saying like this specific uh, so, uh, artistic director he may have started but then like it became equity for years it's been it was equity if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that that is correct and so that's why again you have another level of uh checks and balances of like yeah you should have been taking care of this this is not okay right oh. interesting yeah. Wow. I don't even know how we spiraled into Man, we that. went on a tangent there. Yeah, huh? dude. Get us get us fucking gay boys over here talking about theater and we just go. Go, go, go. We Jesus love our Christ. theater. Yes, please. Man, we never show up more than when we're talking about film or theater. I'll tell you yeah, what, we'll just fucking true. roll on. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with yeah. it. A couple sissy boys over here talking about the art. All right, anyway. my phone's about to go. Make your toast. It's not my toast. It's your toast, buddy. What did you toast to last week? I toast to all the gay boys, remember, that maybe need love and support. No, because I don't support that gay shit, so I never... Fuck those F-A-G's! F-A-G's suck! No pun intended. Um, oh, so, my, my cheers. <laughs> because we talk so much about it. Theater. Yeah. Everyone involved in theater and the arts, even if it's writing, drawing, whatever, yeah. the creative outlets, keep doing what you do. It matters. At the end of the day, at the very least, it's an outlet for you and we're creating. And you got to keep creating because that's how great stories are told and lives are changed. So cheers to all the cheers, artists. dude. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers, dude. Ugh. Oh, I need water now. Oh, give me water. Uh, I, I have it. sores in my mouth from eating so many sweet tarts. Well, whose fault is that, mister? I'm going to put 17 Shut sweet off. tarts. Let me eat an entire box of family-sized sweet tarts in literally yeah. just like the shortest Who's amount. Right? Well, oh. we love you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in yet again. Give us some, give some likes. likes. Give Tell us some, some friends, some of your deviant, dark-brained, fuck friends of yours. 
Yeah. Oh, dude. I was telling my friend uh, uh, about Nine Beers Deep because we had talked, like, they knew that I did the podcast, but they were, like, kind of asking me questions about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So it's like me and my buddy, we, like, drink beers. We talk about shit. Like, we just hang out because, like, uh, this is what we've always done. And so, like, we were like, let's just do a podcast. And he was like, so y'all, do y'all do it naked? <laughs> what? I, like, I have no idea why the question was asked, but I was like, oh. Maybe we should do a naked nine beers deep episode. Do you do it naked? Yeah, I don't know why that was. Where were you? And who is this deviant? (laughs) Dude, it's like a 40 year old. Does it end with HJs? (laughs) Jesus. Do y'all like, I don't know, like, y'all like, I'm I'm gonna stop stop before I go go into like bending. Are you docking each other afterwards? (laughs) Are y'all like, like, so disturbing so awful is this so at your awful. gay brunch place that they were no, asking? oh this person is a straight person straight and married yeah sounds like it no i think that it was just kind of like he was confused about wait so because it's a gay man and a straight man and they're I drinking think... beers that results in naked I, I don't know if he knew that you were straight until after I uh, told him. Because I was yeah, like, I, just I would said, assume I was gay too if I was talking to you and my, hearing about this. Fuck off, you piece of shit. Fuck off. And also, <laughs> what's wrong with being assumed as gay, you motherfucker? Flex I really have no problem. I just referred yeah. to myself as a little gay boy like 10 have, minutes ago. I have no problem. Stop trying to flex your non-existent muscle over there. You're doing that. You're doing that. I wasn't doing that. I said this. I was like, I'm an innocent man. Oh, I'm an innocent man. I've got nothing. I'm done. My phone's dying. I'm done. I love you, dude. Uh, we, should do a naked, you, we should do a naked nine beers deep, apparently. Let's do it. It takes me back to the college days. <laughs> naked hall okay. meeting. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get some glow sticks. You can finally participate in a naked hall day. meeting. Oh, my gosh. Can I please shove a glow stick up my asshole? please it's gotta be your dick it's your dick all or nothing, i've ever brother. wanted can i shove like 10 glow steps up my asshole does that count as like the same as shoving one up my dick hole like if i shove like one up my dick and then like 10 up my ass do, do i beat the guy from your floor what are you gonna tape them with sounds like the tape would be grippy tape yeah 10 around yeah what uh, they'll just slide right up like no, we got to get them into one cylinder. Ten. Oh, I was, oh, not long, not ten long, ten around. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, all right. Anyway. Well, that's where we went. So, naked <laughs> ninety beers deep coming soon. Uh, love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Love you, Cody. Love you all.